morning. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Aaron and Justin Talk Sequels. I'm obviously Justin. I'm Aaron, obviously. Yeah, it's very clearly that that's Aaron. That's me. That's He's my voice. Aaron. And today we are happily, I'm going to say happily, it was a great experience, but we are not talking about Halloween. Yeah. It's weird to actually be recording an episode not talking about Halloween. It was a good experience, and I'm happy for the fandom that I suddenly felt wash over me. I still have Halloween masks laying around the house all over. Wow. There's so many that I got for the podcast that I never used for bits. I have a Halloween Kills mask somewhere. It's it's great. I murdered and... my neighbor <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> I don't know why. I just was like, oh, it seems like something to do. Walking around in that mechanics jumpsuit really is freeing. For yeah, me. I got one of those, like, in all seriousness. not I oh, did dear. not buy it to be Michael Myers. I actually bought no. it to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween once. But I did the dark blue version from Ghostbusters 2. Because I just thought uh, the tan, I wouldn't want to keep that as much afterwards. It was a little too, a little too Ghostbustery. Uh, I thought it came off pretty good, and I wore my old proton pack that I had when I was a kid. So that was that was even more fun because I still have all that. You didn't just build your own proton pack? No, I didn't build my own. Although I did, or... I put new stickers on it that I like made and kind of kind of went to town on it. Gave it like an actual black hose, you know. So instead of that crappy yellow one that it came with, which snapped off years ago. Right. But yeah, I went to town. Now my son wears it. He likes it. Yeah, it's good to pass those things on to the next generation. Uh, so what are we doing today, Aaron? Well, uh, this is a this is a Justin choice, is it not? This was absolutely my choice. Yes. And you wanted to pick it because you you assumed from what you've heard that the sequel was one of the worst sequels ever made, and that's why you wanted to do it. And my point was, I feel like we do that quite often, where we pick sequels that inherently aren't that great, but in our generosity we're doing it because we want to prove to the world that there is something of value to these sequels and that they're not as bad (laughs) as people say they are it's true and we should just let everyone know we are talking today about speed 2 cruise control Mm -hmm. the 1997 sequel to the 1994 action classic speed the movie that arguably launched keanu reeves sandra bullock to just fame and then dennis hopper was there and he's just always great yeah he was good but yeah this movie is widely regarded as one of the worst and i god man i don't think i could change anyone's mind this is a pretty (laughs) terrible movie it is pretty Um, bad you could argue that it kind of killed the careers of multiple people in this movie jason patrick i would say he's the only one that never recovered I would argue that the director oh, also yes. never okay. recovered. I will give you that. I'll give you those two. Yeah, Jean he DeBont. went, I think, Jean de Bont. I think he Jean went. Jean de I say Jean. I don't know if it's Jean I mean, de I think it, could, he is. Pro- it could be oh, Jean Dutch. de Bont. It could be Jean de Bont. Yeah, Wait, I'm going to say Jan pronunciation. I think it is Jan de Bont. Yeah. It's if it's a J, J it's usually the Ya, like Janusz. In fact, that might be his name. Maybe that's like a shortened version of Janusz. Come on. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. Because I think after this, he went on to direct like The Haunting, right? And then the Lara Croft sequel with Angelina Jolie. And that was it. And that was it. As far he as did I know. the Lara Croft sequel. Can't say if I've seen that one or not. I don't think I've ever seen it. That's such a weird series where it's like 
we're going to build a franchise for a father and a daughter acting duel. Or was she just throwing a bone to her dad, maybe? Maybe. Voight at that time was kind of known for doing those kind of things. Like, he was popping up in the uh, uh, the Nick Cage films, the National Treasure ones. You know, he was just playing these roles that didn't require him to be on set more than maybe two days at the most. But he still kind of put the effort into it. I don't know if you've seen him in these kind of movies. Wasn't he also, like, in Transformers, maybe? Like, he just kind of, like, pops up. To do these it's very things? possible. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I in like between recording niche. weird Republican mm-hmm. videos now, like, yeah, I think he yeah. just slotted into movies. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think Voight's an asshole on the level of James Woods, but they're certainly a very similar type of actor or person. Yeah. They're still great, but you'd never yeah. want to be in a room with them. <laughs> See, yeah, like, I've never loved John Voight. Like, no, I've never either, but he's he's certainly done great stuff. Ha- no, that's what I mean. Like, oh. I've never loved his work, but that might be my fault. I think it is what your is, fault because he. What is, is John Voight's best work? Uh, well, he's in Deliverance. He's really good in that. Um, he plays a. Uh, damn it! Midnight Midnight Cowboy oh. with Dustin Hoffman. Holy yeah. shit! Is that a good film? And it is rough. That is a rough the- movie. But it's great. I have not watched those in years. Yeah, you got to check that out. Um, and then he's just popped up in stuff that I would know from my childhood, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, back to Jean de Bon. Sometimes I want to say Urban Cowboy, but I think that's the John Travolta movie that was more of a comedy. But Midnight yeah. Cowboy is the rough New York. Like he goes to New York. He's like a cowboy. He goes to New York to be a pin, to be a uh, a prostitute basically, and he hooks up with Dustin Hoffman, who's this who's called like Rat Rat Face or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that and, sounds yeah, right. Yeah, it's rough, man. Anyway, I, I can't. I, yeah. I've ex, uh, I've used the word rough too many times now, so I can't use it anymore in this movie, unfortunately, because Speed Two is kind of rough. <laughs> you just pause, and then I'll say it for you. Okay, good. Back to Jean de Bond. Jan. Jan de Bond. So he does Speed and Twister, like really two great one-two mm-hmm. punches. But before that, I mean, this guy has already secured his legacy because he was the director of photography on Die Hard and another, uh, maybe Predator? Uh, maybe he was with McTiernan for a couple movies? I don't know. It might have just been Die Hard. But he's got a couple. Turkish Delight, worked with McTiernan. So he did a lot of good action movies in the 80s, and then I believe McTiernan was, going, was up for speed, but he couldn't do it, so he said... What is it? Is it when he went to jail? <laughs> no, I mean he went. To, didn't he go to jail like ten years ago or something like that? Like it was. I don't it know. Was in this century, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, but but Tiernan was like, I think Jan de Bont should do it. I think my director of photography should should move up to the director chair. He did great on Speed. He did great on Speed. Let's talk about Speed. Speed's a good film. Speed is a great film. No, what I wanted to say real quick uh, with Jan, real quick, is that he did Speed and Twister, and then. He is consistently nominated for the Golden Raspberry for Worst Director. <laughs> That's rough, though, because both those movies made an insane amount of money. No, no, it's not not those two. Th- that's, what, that's what I mean. Once you have those two kind of successes, you got to do it again. But he's like, shit, I don't know how to do it again. I guess we'll just make a sequel to the one that did it the first time. He really seems to be the architect of Speed 2, and he wrote it. I feel like that was his big mistake. The best thing I read about Speed 2 is that there were hundreds of ideas for what to do as a sequel, and he didn't want to hear any of them because he had a dream about an out-of-control cruise ship, and he was set on that. 
<laughs> so yeah, he was his own worst enemy. Okay, speed. Uh, speed. 1994 comes around. Do you know what I miss about the 90s? Everything. Everything. But <laughs> domestic terrorism was fun to watch. Yeah, that's true. It was interesting, and it was a different world, and the and so it was enjoyable. I watched these movies, and I didn't enjoy them as much because of the world we live in now. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like watching a movie back then about a school shooting that was like played just as a scene or something like that. But that would be like super rough to see nowadays. Yeah, the Stranger Things has a warning at the beginning of it. This current season. Oh, we watched that too. Did you? Just the first episode. Really enjoying it. We're working on it right now. Because they're goddamn movie length. It makes sense why each episode costs like $30 million. Um, But they had a warning at the beginning of it. And then Obi-Wan, if it doesn't have a warning, should have a warning. It's not too much of a spoiler. But like the first scene in the first episode of Obi-Wan is going back to Anakin killing the younglings. Yes. And that was... I remember when he did that. That was rough to watch. Uh, people are really hating on that show, and I'm really loving it. They're so, not—they're um, hating on it, really. They're hating on it. Oh. Is it not that good? I mean, in all no, I love it. I'm really enjoying. Yeah, I know the you hell love it, it, but is it any good? Yeah, I think so. But <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Speed <laughs> is a movie where well, Keanu there you Reeves... go, folks. Thanks for listening. I uh, only cost thirty to thirty-seven million, which is kind of a lot for ninety-four. 94, do you think? Yeah, because I mean, I think movies are really pushing, well, you know, it's an action movie. I don't know, you know, that's the thing about Speed is that it doesn't feel like an expensive action movie. Right, you just need to buy some buses. Yeah, it just feels like something ground level and what happens with all these people on a bus. But somehow it is an action movie and it's a damn good one and it really pulls it off. But you need $30 million to make like 10 buses, I guess. So I want to summarize the plot in a different way. I want to try this anyway, it's going to... No, it's not going to work. Okay, good. Speed is the movie about a disgruntled police officer who was fired from the force and decides to make a bomb and have a bomb threat. He's a cop. He knows that the cops always pay bombers. Anyway, he decides to hold some people hostage for some retirement money, and then he wants to go and retire. Some cops stop him. And so he wants to fuck with the cop that stopped him by putting a bomb on a bus and, again, asking for the money he wants to retire. And then so it fails and he loses. But, like, that not that a great plot for a movie? I no, it's a gr- really good. Yeah, when you it, say that, a- I'm like, I'm here and I'm like, that's a script right there. Holy shit. <laughs> I should write that. And I'm like, oh, wait, it was already speed. My biggest problem with that concept is... The guy that beat you the first time, you're going to involve him on purpose? Why wouldn't you not involve the guy that bested you? <laughs> he And it's that cockiness of... That's what it is. I'm, That's the cockiness. Yes. Yeah. I'm the better man, and I'm going to prove it by beating you this time. It's actually an all-around pretty damn good... It is. And we're yeah. talking about Dennis Hopper. He's the bomber. And yes. for the most... Except for the scene at the beginning where they meet... Because he's trying to uh, take hostages in a uh, in an elevator shaft, and he has bombs, and and uh, Keanu Reeves and his partner, who uh, Keanu Reeves is Jack, and his partner, the great Michigan's own Jeff Daniels, who was on the fire best. in the nineties. Uh, he's his partner Harry, who knows more about bombs, uh, but they're both like FBI agents. No, they're both LAPD. Was that what it was? LA. Yeah, it's right. LA. So 
they stop Dennis Hopper from doing his thing. Uh, anyway, for most of the movie after that, Dennis Hopper is just uh, this unhinged mad bomber that's not even on camera with anybody. He's just by himself because you don't know where he is. And I think he pulls it off really well because that's Dennis Hopper, man. He's crazy. But that's the thing about, like, you you say that he he knows that cops always pay ransom because they don't. Why would he do that? But that's part of the cockiness is that he, since he was a police officer and he knows about bombs, he's like, I will will do this right. I will be successful at actually getting the ransom money. You know, that's also part of the cockiness. And he's like, not only that, but I'm going to involve the guy that stopped me the first time just to prove that I can take him down this time. So he puts a bomb on a bus. And when the bomb goes over 50, it arms itself. And if it drops below 50, it'll blow up. And the level of cockiness, Keanu Reeves could have gotten to that bus before it hit 50. <laughs> and just there wouldn't have been a movie. Well, like, wasn't he? He was about to, right? I mean, but he just yeah, couldn't he was, get on it, you know? Right. It's real. I blame the bus driver, Sam, because it wasn't... Keanu Reeves was literally banging on the bus, like running beside it. And the guy just would not stop. Did he identify himself clearly enough? Not really. Yeah. But he, you know, there's probably a lot of crazy people that are banging on the bus. It's like, stop, I need to get out. And the guy's like, I can't stop. But it wasn't Annie. Annie was the one, uh, Sandra Bullock's character, Annie. She also was running up to the bus, banging on it, right? And she was late. And he stopped for her. Yeah. Yeah. But he did stop for her because she's a regular and she's always late. Um, This is where we need to kind of derail the podcast for a minute. We need to actually build a special section into the podcast when this happens and we're gonna call it the morton minute yes, yes. the morton minute <laughs> i was gonna say our guy joe morton pops up in speed joe morton <laughs> is in speed the original african-american blues brother himself joe morton our experiences with joe morton so far have been pretty nerdy he has been typecast in a very i was just gonna say he's always way. typecast as a cop you think as a cop no no he's never a cop he's always a cop he's usually a scientist no he was a cop in blues brothers Maybe he was a cop in he was a sheriff's deputy or something. And he is a scientist often, you're right. How did they make Joe Morton so goddamn sexy in these movies? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I liked seeing him in Speed too, because he comes back and he's got like shaved head and he's just yes! looking, like way more macho. Yeah. He is macho funny. as hell. He only unfortunately got a cameo. Oh. I have I have another idea about Speed Two that we can get into later, kind of with Joe Morton. Yeah. Yeah, so he pops up, he's like the boss. Yeah, Joe Morton is the boss. Oh, Jack of the and Harry. Hey, Harry. Yeah. It was Jeff Daniels' character. Is there a reason his name was Harry and Speed and also Harry and Dumb and Dumber released the same year? The audience can't see that my jaw just dropped. He plays two Harrys in the same year. Unprecedented. People don't spend enough time talking about the weird 90s that Jeff Daniels had. People spend a lot of time talking about the crazy 90s Jim Carrey had, but you could almost argue that it was a similar run. Daniels, he's one of those guys that kind of did it right as, as an A-lister because he did a lot of critical acclaim stuff in the 80s, but, but smaller roles. Like he was in, um, I think, Terms of Endearment and, of course, Purple Rose of Cairo, the uh, Woody Allen film, which was amazing. It's a really Still good film. Still never seen it? Yeah, you got to see it. It's really good. <sighs> I have a but lot it had of such spots. a profound effect on him that, you know, uh, Daniels is famous for moving back to his hometown uh, in Michigan, like in the 80s. And he's lived there ever since. And he just has raised his family. And I believe he still lives there. Um, but yeah. he also opened up the Purple Rose 
theater company in Chelsea, Michigan, and they've put on plays for 20 years now or more. But but he called it Purple Rose because of Purple Rose of Cairo, which I believe to him was such an amazing film to be a part of for him that he's never forgot it. So anyway. Really? But yeah, so he had a good 80s. And then in the 90s, he was popping up like playing these big roles in uh, big movies, even though he wasn't necessarily the lead. But I think Arachnophobia was a huge hit too. And he was definitely a leading man in that. And then against his... um agent's uh recommendation he does dumb and dumber which was an enormous hit huge right so he had a huge 90s but the thing about daniels is that he also kind of stepped back a little bit instead of trying to always be the leading man he would step back and then he would just pop up and stuff here and there but he's like one of our best actors and he's never he's never suffered like a, a like a failure the way jim carrey has I guess that's what I'm, that's my point, you know? So, like, Daniels feels like he's done it right. Why are you talking about Jeff Daniels during my Morton minute? <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> what else do you uh, have to say about Morton? I'm just Joe Morton. mad that this Jan guy knew how to present Joe Morton and nobody else has used him correctly ever since. Mm, okay. That's all I want to say. Uh, Joe Morton is one of the sexiest men alive in this movie. <laughs> I love that we doing this podcast has made us become fans of Joe Morton. He's so good. Who, who would have thought that that was what we would have got out of this? But here we are. If there's one person that I hope listens to this podcast someday, it's Joe Morton. It's Joe Morton. <laughs> yeah, like hands down. I don't care about well, any. We're gonna have to have a Joe else. Morton count going. How many times have we seen him in movies we've talked about? Really, only this is only like the second time. This has to be the third time. We've talked about him in other movies, but I don't know if we've covered those movies. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of sequels where we're going to be able to. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Speed. speed. Uh, so, Keanu Reeves gets on this bus because yep. he's a lunatic. He has no plan. He's just He has no plan. They're really making it up as they as go. They... Reeves plays yeah. it like... He does play this kind of guy that... He's not the John McClane macho type with the quick wit and the, and the quips. And all that, you know, he's more of an action hero in this movie that's like a nice guy and he doesn't want to trouble people, but he needs to make them understand the seriousness of the situation. If you could just, ladies and gentlemen, if you could just calm down and trust me, I'll get you out of here. Like, that's his yeah. role in this. And I think it works really well. He, You know, he was in Point Break and he's in that one of my favorite movies, Dracula, but he's the worst part of the movie. He can't act to save his life in that film. No, he is. And he then is all of a cast. sudden, he's in Speed, which was just like tailor made for him. And he he's just a he's great in Speed. I don't know. Something happened to Reeves uh, in that movie that made him the A lister he was to become. And then, of course, he follows it up a couple years later with The Matrix, and you know, and he's he's found his niche. But I really feel Speed was the thing that gave him the niche. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now, and. There's small stuff. He's in Dangerous Liaisons in a minor thing, isn't it minor? I haven't watched that movie in years. No, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. And then we've got Bill and Ted, which are fun movies that I yeah. need to watch. I still haven't watched the third one, and I own it. I haven't watched it either. Tune in tomorrow. And then, he, yeah, he's got Point Break, which is big. Johnny Utah is a great name. I've never seen that. You've never seen Point Break? Oh, wait, that's his name in the Point Break. Yeah. yeah sorry. I thought that was... No, he was in another Johnny movie. What's the other Johnny movie? Isn't he in a Johnny movie? I was going to say, he's played a lot of characters named Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic. I think. Yeah. That's what he was in. That's what I was thinking when you said that. Um, and then he was John uh, John Wick. John Wick, of course. And then the sorcerer guy. John Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Johns. Yeah. His best roles are usually Johns. Uh, My Own Private Idaho 
And then Bram Stoker's Dracula, Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, it really is speed. And from there, he's just on a roll. So Keanu's on this bus. And the first thing that happens is that criminal jumps up and he's thinks there's a guy on the bus who's wanted or something. And they think that he's there for him. So he mm-hmm. pulls a gun on Keanu. Which you don't and Keanu's, yeah, Keanu. he's like, he's the nice guy. Hey, I'm not here for you, <laughs> all right? I'm not a cop right now. I'm putting my gun away. We're going to hug it out. <laughs> that's him. Um, That's, you know what? I don't even care if that's a bad Keanu. I want you to keep doing it. It is not. That. It is bad Keanu. But you know what? What would John McClane have done, Bruce Willis? Oh, he would have like said sh- like you better put that gun down before I shove it up your ass. And then when the guy was like, you know, Chagma, he would have like done a flip move and like put the gun behind his back and like punched him out and then said something like, get off my bus and then kicked him out or something. Threw him off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and in the scuffle, the bus driver gets shot. Right. That is a, an important plot point. So he can't drive anymore. So that's almost connect the dots writing. So we mm. have to get Sandra Bullock driving the bus. Yeah. How, How does Sandra she Bullock drive the bus? The bus driver gets shot. How does the bus driver get shot? There's a criminal on the bus. Okay, Boom. that works. He thinks That's... Keanu's here for him. Yes. And it is some ABC writing, and I don't mind. Like, but it's it works. Just... It totally yeah. works. Yeah. So she's Annie, and she's just some some girl who lost her license because she's not a very good driver. And that's why yes. she takes the bus. And there are rules that Dennis Hopper has put in place where nobody can get off the bus. Uh... Nobody can get off the bus. Maybe that's that was it. the only rule. <laughs> Okay. They really just drive from here on out. We don't really need to explain what happens. Uh, and, and, you know, and while they're going, like, Harry, when they confronted Dennis Hopper in the building with the elevator bombs, uh, he was he took Harry, Jeff Daniels, as a hostage, and he was making it out of there, and he had, he's strapped with his bomb and everything. And Keanu shoots him in the leg because of a conversation they had about shooting the hostage, taking the hostage out of the, you know, non-lethally, but taking them out of the situation. So he shoots Harry. Harry's now just got a desk job. He can't really be an active cop anymore. He's still healing. It's only been like two weeks. Has it? No, it's been like, it's been like a year or something. It's been quite a while. No. So the guy drops Harry. Dennis Hopper goes out the door. Bomb explodes. So they all think he's dead. That's the point. They think the bomber's dead. No, no. No. Having survived the incident, however, the bomber watches the ceremony on TV where they get the awards. Yeah. And it's not like they waited a year to give him the award. The next okay, morning, right. Jack witnesses a mass transit bus explode. I think it was maybe 14 years later. <laughs> uh, what was the point of talking about this? Harry. Yeah, so Harry is injured. He's just has this desk job now. But he's on the phone with Keanu trying to figure out ways to deactivate the bomb. So they come up with things like they get Keanu off the bus because he says to Dennis Hopper, like, well, you got to let me off in order to work how to get the you the money. And Hopper's like, all right, go ahead. So he gets off because the cops are all surrounding the bus. Uh, they find a way to bring the bus to the Los Angeles International Airport. That way they can just drive around the uh, runways all day. Yeah, that was clever. Um, so they, like, they send Keanu under the bus to try to deactivate it. That doesn't work. We get a lot of these action scenes. Uh, suspenseful things happen. Um, Harry's just trying to help from the office, basically. Yeah. And they figure out who Dennis Hopper is, that he's an old cop. And they Harry goes to his house, and he blows up Harry. Harry's dead. I know. He kills Harry. I felt bad about uh, that. Yeah. I'm sad every time that Jeff Daniels dies. 
I uh, interviewed him. I've interviewed him a couple times just because, you know, we're in Michigan and he comes to Michigan. He was making his own movies for a couple years there in like the early 2000s. He made two, um, but they didn't get any wide release. And he was always kind of disappointed about it whenever I talked to him. So he was kind of like available to us sometimes. And he's also a musician. So he would tour. So he would like put out press releases like he was going to be playing in, in the Jackson Theater or something. So I went down to I was in Lansing and he was there doing a recording. So he, he and I just like talked for like a nice like 20 minutes or whatever and he played me a little song on guitar that i was able to record so i had like a one-on-one little hang with him once that's fun uh but none of his movies kind of worked out he said like everybody kept asking him like well where's jim carrey (laughs) why can't you get jim carrey in your movie (laughs) so then he gave up on making his own which i thought was kind of disappointing because they weren't that great i really didn't think but he was trying new new stuff at least so i wish he would have kept doing it Hmm. anyway yeah so he's he's dead he's dead yeah (laughs) in the movie the movie dead um (laughs) And so they figure out a way to get off the bus and they get off the bus and then the bus blows up, right? Keanu realizes that he has a camera watching them on the bus. Yes. Because he calls Annie the wildcat. Who's that wildcat behind the wheel? Blah, blah, blah. And he realizes that he sees that she went to this college because there's a logo on her sweater and they're the wildcats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they get a local news crew to tap into the feed, uh, the feed or whatever. Yeah. They loop it so Dennis Hopper thinks everything business as usual while they get all the passengers off the bus. He doesn't know this is happening because, oh, and because since they're at the airport, none of the news helicopters can follow anymore because it's restricted airspace. Right. So there's a lot of brain power to this script. They've been thinking about stuff because that that's how Hopper could have noticed, you know, that hostages were getting off and he would have blown the bus, but he didn't. So they all get off. Him and Annie are left on there. There's another dramatic action scene where they have to get off. The bus blows up. So here's the term I coined. Speed 2 is full of big, dumb action scenes. Whereas Speed only maybe has one or two. Other than that, they just have, like, well-choreographed action scenes. And that's what makes it a successful action movie. But when you have a movie that's full of nothing but big, dumb action scenes... More often than not, it's a complete hilarious failure. Now, I would say like Predator probably has nothing but big dumb action scenes, but it's played like it's supposed to be big dumb action, like just the way the guys are in it. So that's, I think, a pass. Same with like Rambo 3, maybe. Uh, but uh, those actually aren't that great. So I've never seen Rambo. Maybe they are just and dumb. I will never see Rambo, yeah. I don't think. But like Schwarzenegger made a lot of big dumb action movies, but just him being who he was and how he's a muscle guy and he's got that accent, like it's kind of supposed to be big dumb action in a good way. Yeah. But, but Speed has a couple big dumb. Like the first time when they arrive at the very beginning of the movie and the car they're driving goes flying over the hill. It's like a Ford Taurus, and it just slams into the ground. Big dumb action. Why the fuck would anybody drive like that? But it was cool what happened, and they're like, we have to put that in the movie because it was so cool. Big dumb action. When the bus has to jump over the hole in the freeway. Big dumb action. Big dumb action. Because it would never work. And even reading about how they did it, it never worked. They could only make the thing jump like 20 feet. It would have never cleared that pass. But it's movie magic. They made it look like it did. So Big dumb action is when the bus explodes. But it doesn't just explode. It drives into a fucking cargo plane and explodes. I bet you that's like 10 million of the budget. No, probably like a million of the budget. I call it BDA. So we get some BDA to close out the bus phase. Now they realize... He does do the Keanu say he doesn't know it blew up. He do, he doesn't know it blew up. 
it's always kind of a Bill and Ted type, type thing. Yeah. If you just kind of have that like surfer voice a little bit, but like not too much, but it's pretty, it's pretty Keanu. Yeah. He doesn't know it blew up. They've got one over on Dennis Hopper. They set up a meet to get him his money and Dennis Hopper already has it planned out. They threw it in a garbage can and then they're scoping the place out. Well, he hasn't arrived to pick it up. And then Keanu realizes like, God damn it. There's probably a hole under the garbage can. He knocks the garbage can over. What do you know? Cut a hole in the ground somehow. But see, the other thing is that he, Annie gets left behind. Like Keanu's like, Hey, just wait here a moment. I got to go see about this. Blah, blah, blah. So she's like, okay, I'm just going to stand around. And then that's when Dennis Hopper wearing his cop outfit is like, Oh yeah. Jack wanted me to uh, take you somewhere. So then he takes her hostage. And we get speed two where, we have the villain kidnapping Annie on a subway car. We have Jack having to save her. Entire movie right there. She becomes the hostage. Yes. Yeah. Would have been a great She's, sequel. She needs the guy to ha- save her. Yeah. And they blow it. Yeah. If they had left Dennis Hopper alive somehow. Yeah. Then use the subway thing as the, you're right. Oh my God. That was their sequel right there. And maybe even Keanu would have come back for that. I think Keanu would have come back for that. So then big dumb action happens again because the subway crashes because uh, Dennis Hopper destroyed the control panel. They can't slow down, but they can speed up. So in the same way he jumped the the bus by just speed up go as fast as you can uh he also speeds up the uh train to see if they can because it's not finished right isn't the track not finished Big why is nothing finished in this so, movie? nothing's finished in this goddamn city <laughs> so then they crash the the uh the train car and then they have a really dumb line at the end where they're safe and and but she she importantly has said more than once that relationships that begin in like high intense tragic circumstance whatever never uh, never survive and then he goes uh or well she says well maybe we'll just have to base it on sex then and he's like whatever you say ma'am worst dialogue of the whole movie i don't know why they saved it for the end complete strangers that was was the only part where i was like they've known each other for a day and i mean he is keanu but that's how it happens she's right you like are in this circumstance together and you just get pulled together and i mean they're great together they have great chemistry so amazing chemistry that's where their relationship begins and then we want to follow up with that relationship a couple years later when they finally get around to making the sequel so in comes sandra bullock keanu reeves with an unhinged performance from willem dafoe in speed two that's it no other line to that movie (laughs) title because all you got to do is call it speed yeah yeah in our multiverse uh speed two goes on to spawn one of the greatest action franchises of all time. They took a page from Die Hard with a Vengeance, and Willem Dafoe is Dennis Hopper's brother out for revenge <laughs> against Keanu Reeves for killing his brother. <laughs> and he plants a bomb on a subway train, which Annie happens to be on because she lost her license again. <laughs> so she takes the subway now because she's done with buses. She's not doing buses. Obviously, anymore. she's never going to do buses ever again. Right. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves wants to, uh, they've been going out for a couple of years, and he wants to finally propose to her. So he secretly meets her on that train that he knows she takes every morning. Because he's always working so late, he always sleeps in. But this time, he was going to surprise her on the train. That's how they're both on the train. Willem Dafoe plants a bomb on the train, and that's the movie. None of this happens, obviously. That is a great movie, though. <laughs> I would see that movie. Um, uh... Yeah, this should have been huge how much money did speed make we usually wrap up our uh, movies with how much it made. budget of 30 made 350 
So huge return. Holy shit, was that huge. And, and Jan de Bont was like, like, I am a film director now. What am I doing next? He does Twister, which was another hit, even though that was kind of a dumb movie, but it was a hit. It was a dumb movie, but I liked it, yeah. I did not look at the budget for Speed 2. I am in shock. You didn't look at it? Oh, this is, this is also what goes along with it being one of the worst sequels of all time because of just the hilariousness behind the production and a lot of it's speculation. They just don't have the numbers, I guess, to, to prove that it went it either went 60 million over or only 10 they're not sure but i like to believe it went 60 million over because it makes for a better story uh you need to (laughs) fill us in on the production of this movie then because i don't know shit okay so he makes uh speed's a huge hit by the way uh dennis hopper another big dumb action thing is that he wants to kill keanu reeves who's like 30 years his junior and clearly in better shape and is a trained martial artist probably (laughs) He goes on top of the subway, and they fight on top of the subway. He gets beheaded. Oh, did we not say you know, that? By, yeah. uh, we didn't say that by light. So that's how that's taken care of. Anyway, yeah, he makes Twister. And then they're like, all right, well, let's do a sequel to Speed, because that'll make a ton of money. So Sandra Bullock doesn't want to do it, but they promise her that she'll get funding for her, the film Hope Flows. Yes, yes. If she does this film. So she's like, all right, fine. But then Keanu doesn't want to do it because he doesn't like the script he thinks it's stupid i mean that's me guessing but i think he thinks it's stupid and that's why he doesn't want to do it he said he didn't want he didn't like this yeah because like we said there was a hundred ideas that people were throwing at jan de Bont, but he just wanted to do a movie about a out of control cruise ship because he kept having this recurring nightmare about it or something so that's the idea and they go along with it because like well He's proven box office with these two movies, so we'll let him do what he wants. Speed costs $30 million. What's he need for this movie? He needs like $100 million to make Speed 2. But they're just like, well, we'll get our money back at Speed 2. This thing's gold, you know? And then just because of the difficulties of the shoe, it either goes $10 million over, it was what Jan de Bont says, but other people say it went to, it ballooned up to $160 million to make this movie. And then it only made about $160 million in the box office. So it was a huge bomb, you know? Anyway, uh, but Keanu says that Fox was so... Was it Fox? Yeah, it was Fox, I think. They were so angry with him for for passing on it, but he wasn't contractually obligated to do a sequel. Like, they didn't put that in the contract for the first time around, which they really should have done. But I could see how pissed they would be that they couldn't get him back. Uh, anyway, so then they recast him, basically even though it's a different cop role, but it's basically supposed to be Keanu 2.0 with Jason Patrick. Yes. Who did you know Jason Patrick very well uh, I in the 90s? I only knew him from the 80s uh, from Lost Boys. Oh, okay. And Oh, yeah, Lost Boys. See, I didn't really ever see Lost Boys. Lost Boys know. and Sleepers is, are the only two. Sleepers is the one. Sleepers was a big film for me. It was like the first time I saw a movie that was about abuse. And it really spoke to me. Like, I was just like, wow, like, is this is what some people go through? You know, it was a really powerful film. Now, the irony here is that they didn't bring Patrick back for Sleepers 2. <laughs> is there a Sleepers 2? No. no, but Keanu Reeves actually plays that role in Sleepers 2. Yeah. Just one of those one of those interesting Hollywood things. Sleepers 2. I'm trying to think of what the tagline is. Still sleeping. Is the, yeah. Uh, he's no. sleepers too wide wide awake fresh like, off of sleepers. sleepers between lost boys which is beloved there's a bunch of stuff i've never heard of and then we get sleepers and then he hot off of sleepers he's into speed too we're charting out jason patrick's career real quick if you're wondering what the hell i'm doing he kind of became one of those guys that just does direct to video and... you don't become one of those guys you're yeah. forced into that role yeah. when no other rules he's like a gerard butler 
where you get one chance to do your career right. Maybe you have a blockbuster or maybe you have a failure. It's up to you and your agent to choose wisely. And if you don't choose wisely, you get relegated to doing what you've been doing, like Gerard Butler's been doing ever since and Jason Patrick. There's only one movie I've heard of in Jason Patrick's uh, filmography since Speed 2, literally only one. And that's The Losers from 2010. Real quick on The Losers. A who's who Never seen it. of future stars. Listen to the actors in the DC comic book movie, The Losers. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, Columbus Short, whoever that is, and Jason Patrick. Wow. Like, that movie went to Netflix and was briefly the number one movie on Netflix just because the cast was so stacked. Anyway, yeah, so this movie arguably destroyed Jason Patrick because Keanu Reeves didn't want to do it. Talk more about the production. Sorry, I completely derailed you. I think I was pretty much done. But, you know, it takes place on water. There's a big ship. <laughs> they want to they want to crash the ship into a dock at the end like so all these things just added up to expensive and and troubled production because how do you shoot stuff in water it's always very difficult so i think that's just what led to this being everybody was having a horrible time is what it sounded like making this movie yeah crashing a boat into an island i think that was one of the most expensive effects of all time at that time it was a third of the budget so i think it cost upwhere of 30 million or more and they didn't even crash a real boat into it they just built like the the front stern of it or whatever and crashed that but it was still like a big big deal the poster they're even doing it with the poster they say from the director of speed in twister they were staking this movie on the fact that Jan de Jan knew what the fuck he was doing they let him write it they let him produce it this guy, this was his movie up and down. And whew. and as a director of photography, a noted famous director of photography, which has done some excellent work in the 80s, this movie is shot like shit. And the romance between Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick feels improved. Like they're just trying to find some way to have snappy dialogue and it's not working there's zero chemistry and the act the big dumb action scenes have no suspense to them at all Uh, (laughs) there's so many things wrong with this movie breaking down the plot of this let's see if we can do this again we have a computer programmer working for a cruise company he he gets fired after he develops a copper poisoning some kind of now the way he explains it is working with computers gave him copper poisoning now this was the 90s people didn't really have pcs as readily available as they have now but that was their explanation that since he's on a computer all day he's clearly got copper poisoning And this is Willem Dafoe, by the way, Yes, which is one of the better parts of the movie. But even that, I was hoping for like an unhinged, crazy performance on like Dennis Hopper level. He's not really given much to do, and he's not really that much of a threat. He's not a threat. He is. So I wasn't too impressed with him in it. He didn't do bad, but it wasn't that No, bad. I was impressed with him because Willem Dafoe in 1997 invented the 2015 Gamergate arc type that we're used to now archetype archetype oh, okay. um, he is literally archetype an internet troll in every way it's really interesting to try and describe this character because he he really had an angle for it he was a sleaze bag he was a smarter than you computer boy sleaze bag 
the way he portrays it, I love it. Okay. And it crosses into domestic terrorism. And again, so. domestic terrorism. So yeah, he's yeah. fired from this cruise line company and he wants revenge and he wants money. Does he want money? Does he want money? I don't, <laughs> I don't even, even remember. remember what his goal was. How um, is he going to collect that money? Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's knowledgeable about the ship. And that's how he's able to booby trap the whole thing and, and gain control of it. It's really bad if we don't know why he did that, though. I, he's just angry, but maybe he wants money. He wants something, takes control of the ship to get it, and then he gets away and crashes a plane. They don't even... The be, the good guys don't even stop him. He kind of dies no. because of his own incompetence. Yeah, he fucks up on his own. Exactly. He was gonna get away. <laughs> so... At the beginning, though, yeah. let me just start okay. quickly. Like, so Sandra Bullock's back as Annie, and we get to see her doing her driving test. Okay, yeah, she's a horrible driver, and and uh, a rare Tim Conway appearance as her driving instructor. I don't know, the, you know, the funny guy from like Carol yeah, Nacho I liked that. Other movies. Yeah, he's good, but I just thought that was very bizarre to have him in there. But okay, you know, that's fine. So she's so bad as a driver, but it, she's just like yap 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 the whole time she's doing it, and that's how we find out that. Her relationship with Jack, Keanu Reeves, didn't last. Yeah. And that's all they really say. Yeah. He was, he worked for, for a dangerous job. She wasn't down with that. It just never worked out. He, she didn't have time for her, I guess, whatever. So, she, But now her, her boyfriend, uh, what's his name? Um, just call him Jason Patrick. I don't even care what <laughs> the his fuck name his is name something. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but Jason Patrick... Is just like a beach cop or something like that. But then she ends up inadvertently running into him while he's actually a has a dangerous, exactly the same as Jack job. We need to pause. And now she's pissed about that. We need to pause. Why? This movie immediately hurts <laughs> the character of Annie, played by Sandra Bullock. Yes. By her still not having a license two years later. Like, it's been two years and you can't get your shit together. I know. And she's just now getting... Is this like her 10th driving test? I'm sure it's a numerous amount of driving tests that she's kidnapped. Whose car is that? I don't It's got to be hers. It has to be insured for her to be doing this. She's just yeah. keeping it there, insured, waiting for this proper moment. Like, I, they I make her kind of stupid, basically. She can't drive. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So anyways, she runs into Jason Patrick, finds out that he's actually has a dangerous LAPD kind of job or whatever. But he's all like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you, but I got two tickets to cruise on, on the Caribbean. You want to go there and we'll and we'll blah, blah. And then he's going to propose to her. So that's his yeah. his plan. So that's how they get on the cruise ship. It just happens to be the same cruise ship that Willem Dafoe takes over. And none of the staff wants to listen to Jason Patrick because he does a very poor job of just easily explaining to them, look, I am an LAPD officer. I handle this kind of stuff all the time. Let's work together. But he never takes a moment to explain that to them. So they're always like, who the fuck is this guy? Why are we listening to him? He's out of control. Blah, 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 blah. Jason Patrick is on the job at the beginning of the movie riding a motorcycle that is not police issued. I really want to know Big dumb action. where he gets this motorcycle. Doesn't and matter. Why Big dumb he's action. using it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Big dumb action. Insane. Yes, big dumb action. Okay, continue. Because how did this movie start with him? You know, like the motorcycles flying in the air for some reason, just like the car did in the first movie. But that's like big dumb action that never stops. Like that's the first taste of it. And then that's all you get for the rest of the movie. Do you know how much a motorcycle costs? Even if it's his, he has to make an insurance claim now. There's going to be a deductible. Yeah, and it's like a Ducati. Yeah. 
which is an expensive. And if bike. it's not his, and he just took it to chase this mm-hmm. guy, is the LAPD on the hook for this bike now? No, the taxpayer. It's are. very irresponsible. Like Jason Patrick is clearly not a very good cop. And that's where you we 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 get our brief Joe Morton cameo. Yes. But that's all he's there for. He just is there to talk to Jason, and then he's gone. Because Annie, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> stop. Jason Patrick has the same boss as Keanu Reeves. And so he knows Keanu. He knows that he dated Annie. Yeah, they obviously and know each other. And he made yeah. the conscious decision to go and bang his co-worker's ex-girlfriend. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Their relationship started just because Jason Patrick was trying to one-up Keanu at work. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> so they make it on the bus. Or the bus. <laughs> oh. Jesus. And then they just have to do things. So Willem Dafoe wants them to evacuate the ship. So they're all doing that. But like Jason Patrick kind of figures out that somebody must be putting them up to this. So he's kind of working with the crew to like find him. And and then like big dumb action happens. And and, like the lifeboat cable snaps or something. So they got and it's just like there's no suspense to any of these scenes. But they edit it. And the music choices and the slow motion, like they are telling you how suspenseful these scenes are. But we're not buying that. We're watching these people get rescued from a lifeboat. And we're like, this isn't, this is not exciting. But it goes on for like 10 Yeah, minutes. because it's a cruise ship. They go yeah, like 20 exactly. miles what are they an gonna hour. Do? <laughs> they should have just Poseidon adventure the whole goddamn thing and had it flip over. And then it would have just been him trying to get out before it sank or some shit. That you know? would have worked. So then Annie gets the, the shortest end of the straw because, or the stick, whatever. Because she has nothing to do. So then they just have her, well, you're like rescuer backup. So you go and there's some people trapped near a fire door. So go grab a chainsaw that's on the cruise ship for some reason and help those people. So she's given even less to do. And hey, random Boba Fett appearance. I know. That's what I was thinking the whole time. (laughs) I had no idea he was in that movie. But Tamora Morrison, Morrison, yeah. I think, yeah. So he he plays the captain or the second in command or whatever. Because because the only thing that Willem Dafoe does that's 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 unhinged completely is kill the captain of yep. the ship. But other than that, he's pretty passive aggressive about everything. Yeah, like he kind of stays in the shadows. He sees that Jason Patrick and Annie are like gonna do something that could like stop the ship. So he like very secretly like sabotages it and then like hides again it amazes me forget that he actually killed somebody because i'm just like this guy's really not that much of a threat and it's just because the captain didn't see it coming if you know that the guy's a threat i think he could be pretty easily stopped yeah and then like there's a girl there's a young girl who's deaf and jason patrick has to like save her and i found that creep i'm sorry it felt well she just liked she liked him you know and, and it was like a she was gonna she was like gonna be a uh, rival to sandra bullock almost but in like a cute kid way i feel like they sexualized the kid like i found it creepy i don't i don't know man i found it to be like maybe average 14 15 year old girl who just likes a cute boy but he just happened to be older, so it was a little comical in that. But I didn't, I didn't find it off. I was totally off, but when I watched it, because he wasn't like reciprocating that or whatever, he was just trying to be nice. Yeah. Where it was just like, I know you have a crush on me, I get it. And I'm but, gonna secretly sign language you, know. you next to your parents, and they're not gonna know that it's happening. I think that's okay. I mean, it was something. If it was there a, was a grown ass man sign language in my sign language without, and I guarantee you, <laughs> nobody on that ship knew sign. Okay, language. imagine. So it was kind of like he felt like a way to connect. You, you know, in, in like a nice little your way. wife, your children, you're at dinner. 
you're eating dinner, you're talking to your wife, and I'm talking, you just imagine it. Yeah. And your daughter is yeah. sitting there, and you just happen to look, and there is a man. <laughs> I real no, I really don't think this would have been bad. I don't think Act- so. I would have been stranger. like, hey. Actively having a conversation look, with your young daughter. No, but like, if your daughter is deaf, you know how hard it is to live in a world where like less than 1% of the population knows sign language. Mm-hmm. So in order to encounter somebody who does know it, I think that would have been a nice moment. And because you knew it too, you would have known what he was saying. So it's not like it would have been like inappropriate in that fashion. You would have saw that he was just trying to connect with her in a nice way. That's how I see it. Um, and you see everyone as a threat. Like, what are you talking about? I'm very protective. <laughs> like, if, if there was an adult that I didn't know talking to my daughter, I would flip out. This is not talking to my daughter. This is someone signing from across the room, and you can see what they're saying. creepier. <laughs> I don't think so. Huh. I wonder if there's any other... I think it is maybe a... Maybe he... We didn't see moments earlier where Jason Patrick was signing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You're inappropriate. <laughs> anyway, Whatever. She's like a side character. He saves her. <laughs> the place gets flooded. I don't. The, the whole movie is just bad. There's just big dumb action. <laughs> you can't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? I don't know. You know, here's here's something that like I I read is that Jan Dubant thought. Now he was set on his idea because he wanted to do a run on on a control cruise ship. But I think he also thought it was somehow funny that Speed is about an out-of-control bus that can't stop. Let's do a movie about a slow-moving cruise ship <laughs> as, a, as a counterpoint to a fast-moving bus. You didn't have to keep it in vehicles. Like, There's so many ways that Speed could have been. Speed. It's called Speed. What else are you going <laughs> to do? I mean... The train. Your argument right there says, I mean, that it shouldn't have been on a boat. It shouldn't have been a sequel, I think, is the argument. You got to leave Speed as a one-off. Because mm. what are the odds, I guess, that this would happen again or something like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... How does the same shit happen to the same person? Over and over and over. <laughs> that's what John McClane said. Make Duke in a voice and say, how is this happening again? <laughs> how is this happening? Well, you did it again there. I'm going to let you... <laughs> My favorite joke about Speed 2 is um, it's an episode of The Simpsons where Milhouse, where there's like a runaway bus and Milhouse goes... This is just like Speed 2, but instead of on a boat, it's on a bus. <laughs> Maybe the only time I've heard Speed 2 referenced in a... <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, do we need to go any farther with this? So Boba Fett's in it. So the ship is going to crash into an oil tanker. Was that on purpose? I think it was a complete accident. So then they go and they do something in the in the bow of the ship to make it turn manually. That's when they start... So they save it for Yeah, that. and then that's when they start flooding it so it would slow down, right? That was Jason Patrick's idea, who knows nothing about nothing. boats. But they go along with it anyways because he yells the loudest. Yes. And that didn't really work, apparently. Maybe it slowed down a little. I don't know. Maybe it bought him more time. They steer the ship out of the oil tanker, but it's going to crash into an island full of people. Yeah, couldn't they have just steered it a little more and just sent it out to the water? Yeah. And where the fuck is the Coast Guard this whole time? <laughs> Yeah, so instead of the oil tanker, which if that had blown up 10, 15 people, they had, they, no, it was evacuated. We saw that. It did blow up. Oh my God, it did blow up anyway. It doesn't make any sense. 
So they steer it away. Well, there was still well there there were still about a dozen people on the cruise ship because that lifeboat wasn't yeah. operational. So there were there were lives involved. So there was a reason why they couldn't just yeah. let so it. So instead crash. they're gonna crash it into a city where they're gonna kill lots of people. And that's a big dumb action. They scene. crash a boat into a city. So Willem Dafoe takes Annie hostage again. Yeah, because she's always a hostage. Like Dennis Hopper yeah. did. And they take some ski boat thingy and they get out of there. To a plane. Ski boat? Jet ski. Yeah. Yes, he has a plane waiting, right. And somehow Jason Patrick catches up. Oh, oh, this was one of the best parts of the movie is that they bring back the guy who was in Speed who had the Jaguar that Keanu Reeves absconded. Which I don't understand, yeah. It was okay. I don't understand either, but I was happy to see him because I was like, oh, he was funny. So now he's got a boat, and then ironically he gets that (laughs) absconded by Jason Patrick, and now he's got to drive this other cop. Like, how does this thing happen again? He actually said the line, Oh, is this happening again? Yeah, like, what is... Yeah. Is this happening? Yeah. And then, yeah, it kind of all comes to a head where he rescues Annie, right? Yeah. And then Willem Dafoe gets away in the plane. Yeah. And then he crashes it into the... In, into the oil barge. But he crashes, like, into the post that's sticking yeah. up. And then it blows up. And the whole thing blows up. Yeah, that's it. That They end the movie with them. But doesn't Jason Patrick propose to Yeah, like, that's... Okay. It's one of those. A former employee of the cruise company hacks into the ship's computer system. Oh, he's... Stole the jewelry from the ship's vaults. That's right, the jewelry. Yeah, the most... Because they had models modeling jewelry for the entertainment of the guests on the cruise ship or something. So, so all that jewelry was there. Yes. But he lost the jewels. Yes. It got thrown out of the plane by Annie. Yeah. Sandra Bullock famously has gone on to say just recently that she was embarrassed she was ever a part of this. Yeah. Um, and wish she hadn't have done it. Um, and I, having not seen it, I was thinking like, well, I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe you say that now, but maybe it was a good experience. And now I saw it and I was like, yeah, you're right. You really should not have done this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if she didn't have Hope Floats lined up because Hope Floats was such a huge hit. Was it? Well, that's good. Her career, really briefly, and then we're going to wrap it up. Her career is like amazing. And I loved her in Judge Dredd. <laughs> Judge Dredd? No. Demolition Man. Sorry. Demolition yes. Man. 93 Demolition Man, 94 Speed. There's a bunch of stuff in between. We're just doing the highlights. Uh, 95 yeah. While You Were Sleeping. You remember that? And then 95 yep. The Net. Oh, 96 yeah. A Time to Kill. 97 oh. Speed 2. 98 Hope Floats. Hey, but she did good. She didn't get crushed by Speed 2. She was on too much of Practical a Magic. Forces of Nature. 28 Days. Miss Congeniality. Murder by Numbers. Divine Secrets. I mean, every year. It's just hit after hit mm-hmm. after hit. I love Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. Speed 2. <sighs> garbage. Hot garbage. Secret success or garbage? <laughs> uh, if you... We already talked about it. I don't think they could ever re... Could they ever bring this franchise back? I mean, everybody could. They certainly yeah. could, but it would probably have to be a remake. This this film doesn't seem old enough to remake, even though it is technically, but it just doesn't feel too out of people's minds in order to bring it back. Yeah, we're old. This movie is about to have its 30th anniversary. Yeah, just in a year or two. That's crazy. Uh, oh, here is my idea for Speed 2. Why not, if, if Keanu Reeves didn't want to do it, you should have had Annie and Joe Morton's character... <laughs> So they could have been like a buddy comedy, a buddy cop comedy or whatever. She would have been deputized by him or something like that. Like, you could do so much. Like, Joe Morton's yeah. character solving a series of grisly murders, and they all link back 
to the that speed bus bombing from the 90s but what's the speed what's the speed angle well no like i don't know but sandra bullock's dead keanu's dead (laughs) no you gotta bring her back (laughs) no it's just but they just gotta give her something to do that's all no i'm 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 with you on what we came up with during the podcast the train the out of control train that would have been the thing to do and that would have probably got keanu back yeah that would have been good speed three what did i say speed three overdrive speed four Oh, you uh, did. Uh, full speed automatic. <laughs> speed five. Speed three overdrive. Something. We shouldn't even do the numbers. Speed overdrive. Speed full speed automatic. <laughs> speed running on fumes. And speed yeah, running on check fumes. engine light. Speed six. Check engine light. Or maintenance required. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to close on this. Uh, I'm going on a cruise next week. Are you really? And nice. I will try to recreate speed to shot Please. by shot. Are you going? Are you going to be Willem Dafoe? Yes. Are you going to try to take yep. it over? I will murder the captain. Or are you going to be Jason Patrick, who just tries to take control of the situation? That's what I'm going to do. You haven't explained to anybody why <laughs> we should listen. And to then you. I'm going to do sign language <laughs> to <all the> minors. <laughs> Please find someone. Who knows sign language and starts signing gibberish to them and see how the parents react. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to boat jail. Boat jail. Boat jail. Oh, if they had a if they had a chainsaw, wouldn't they have a boat jail? You would think there'd be boat jail. You're gonna put them in. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, uh, follow us on social media, do all those things because we love you. I'm speaking specifically to Joe Morton, but I guess the rest of the audience too. Thank you.